Hi everybody, it's Marn. You may know me as the host of two different Moonshot Network podcasts about horror that both have dead in their titles. I'm here to tell you that on October 22nd, Moonshot is streaming a 24-hour Halloween-themed charity marathon called Hextra Life, and they've made the mistake of putting me in charge of the graveyard shift. Tune in during the day at twitch.tv slash moonshotnetwork and stay up with me overnight while I play Your Turn to Die, Spookware, and Dreamcast horror classic Ill Bleed. Hextra Life, October 22nd at twitch.tv slash moonshotnetwork. Dead Teen House Party and MTV Scream Rewatch Podcast. I am your host, Marn. I use she, her pronouns, and you can find me on Twitter at Corpse Survivors. Joining me as well in the studio today is Nessa. I'm Nessa, she, her. Um, you can find me Lock Nessa pretty much everywhere. Joining me as well is Jacqueline. Hi, I'm Jacqueline. Also, she, her. I can fi- be found on tumblr at swampert and last but not least joining me is emma hi i'm emma i use any pronouns you can find me on twitter at emma sca and for today we watched uh season two episodes seven and eight of scream we sure did which were some action-packed episodes too much episode (laughs) episode episode seven was a lot of episode God, yeah, episode seven was so long. I um did something that I don't usually do, and I watched these episodes twice this week. Mm-hmm. Um, because when I watched them Monday, I was like, I I'm really tired, and I don't feel like taking notes, so I'm gonna rewatch them later and take notes. So I got to refresh myself on them today, which um I don't know if that was a good or a bad thing. We'll find out. <laughs> Marn has joined Emma and I in the handwritten notes club as well. <laughs> yeah. Mostly because uh, I ordered a bunch of fancy gel pens and they just came this week. Hell yes. Hell yeah. So episode seven starts with um, Eli making himself breakfast. <laughs> Nothing sinister about it. this at all. Yeah. Uh, he just has a normal breakfast, normal morning. Um, um, well, okay, you find out that he is in someone else's house while they're asleep. Um, he is just, like, roaming around their house, making toast in their kitchen, wearing their sunglasses, watching them sleep. And he almost gets caught because one of them, like, hears him rustling around in the kitchen and wakes up and goes downstairs. Uh, but he, he leaves like a weirdo. Yep. <laughs> this, this is weirdo behavior. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah. A, a lot of stuff- <laughs> Creep was written about Eli. God. I feel like a lot in these two episodes attempts to answer the question of, what is Eli's deal? 
and um it really just makes more questions yeah yeah maybe doesn't do the best at answering it yeah and also well also the breaking and entering is set to uh dark in my imagination which i don't remember the name of the band but perfect song choice as much as they like try to paint him as a creep throughout this entire episode, it just like never works in such a way where I'm like, e- I mean, I don't know who the killer is, but I don't think it's Eli. I'm, I'm like ninety five percent sure, maybe eighty five. Yeah. Also, 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 the episode is called "Let the Right One In," and I think that's just because he goes into places. <laughs> oh yeah, we haven't we haven't really talked about it yet, but yeah, every episode in season two is like named after a horror movie, and they quite often do not match what's actually happening in the episodes. Yep. I didn't even notice that. Whoops. <laughs> it's because sometimes they in the like description they tell you about what happens during the episode, and I'm like, I don't need to know that they go to a carnival. That's spoilers. so so then we get um emma is in her house and we see that miss lang the psych teacher has been calling her pretty much nonstop, and she's like leaving her on red um and sheriff acosta comes to uh look at emma's computer because he like knocks on the door and like talks to her and maggie and he's like yeah like we think like those riley emails that were sent to your dad were sent from your ip address and like we think that they were targeting you and he also mentions uh the like chase at the fairgrounds that emma was a part of in the last episode which maggie didn't know about and maggie is like oh, like, we, Maggie and Emma are like, oh, we never told you about, like, the weird farmhouse where, like, Emma found a bunch of pictures of herself that disappeared. Um, And Emma, like, (laughs) tells him about it and is like, well, this might be a clue. I don't know. Like, I I just, like, never told anybody about it. Um, And she agrees to give the cops access to her computer, which she shouldn't do. No, this is like people. It's shut the fuck up Friday. Number two, don't give cops access to your computer Thursday. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And like, again, all they know is that it came from her IP address. Like, they don't know that it came from her computer. Yeah. This killer has to know how to spoof an IP address. I feel like a very sophisticated 14 year old knows how to spoof an IP address. Yeah, or just like how to stand in someone's driveway. I think I think they she, can trace it to specific like, devices, but I. But also, you could be doing the same shit that Mister Branson was doing, where it's like, "Ooh, malware! Leave your laptop open a lot, Emma, huh?" Yeah, exactly. I I do I like especially that um uh, Miguel the the police officer is here, the sheriff is here, and is finally doing his fucking job. And Emma's mom is all, like, surprised Pikachu face about, like, you think it really could be someone out here trying to stalk and or hurt my daughter? Yeah. Like, Maggie, we, we've we been past this. You're very shocked about this. Yeah, Jake died, like, yesterday. <laughs> uh, you know what, actually, I can't fault Maggie for being like, maybe finally someone is focused on another blonde in this town. Maybe Brooke is finally the center of attention. God. Wishful thinking. Um... We also find out that Audrey slept at Noah's house after the lockdown. Um, 
And they have a little discussion because Noah wants Audrey to come clean to Emma about, like, bringing Piper to Lakewood. And Audrey's like, no, I don't think she would be able to trust me after that. Like, I think it's better if I don't say anything to her. Um, And they go to the grindhouse, the cafe together, um, and they find Eli on an early shift. And he says that he traded with Emma. Um, and she's coming in later because he assumes that they're working, that he assumes that they're looking for Emma, which they're kind of not. They're just there. They're just there for coffee for once. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they run into Zoe, who asks Noah out on a date, but very subtly. She's like, hey, like, we we should get together and, like, you can help me study for this science test. Um and Noah's like, oh, okay, and then like goes over to sit with Audrey and Audrey's like, hey, you know she just like asked you on a date, right? And Noah's being kind of like willfully obtuse and is like, well, I don't know if it's a date or not. <laughs> the dialogue for these two episodes, someone, they must have brought in someone new to help with the dialogue for these two episodes because there are so many moments where I just like wrote down quotes of things people said the first one being the way noah says bye <laughs> after zoe asks him out and the second one being audrey saying will you take your yogurt and go <laughs> we we also get our first hint of zoe being very weird to audrey which will continue throughout these two episodes because yeah. we yeah because we never kind of got any resolution on like Zoe thinks that Noah has a crush on Audrey and, like, thinks that there's, like, unresolved tension there and is kind of weird about that whole dynamic. Which I guess is maybe kind of right, but not really. I mean, yeah. as the audience, at least, we know it's resolved by now. Yeah. But like, Zoe they, don't they know talked that. about it, but Zoe wasn't there. Zoe wasn't chloroformed also. <laughs> Zoe didn't get fake kidnapped. Also, Zoe should know not to be fucking around, because the all of Lakewood is constantly finding out. Yeah. Good question. Where did Audrey get the chloroform? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> Hold on. It's also, is this a universe where chloroform works properly? Hmm. I- Maybe. <laughs> it's It's gotta be pretty easy in Scream Universe to, like, go to your local chemistry lab and just get chloroform. Could be right. Yes. And it must actually so, work and not be like the real world where you're like, all right, just give it another five minutes. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe she just assumed that if she slapped a rag over Noah's mouth, he would think that it was chloroform and like faint. <laughs> it's like covering a bird cage with a blanket. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. <laughs> he would just get so scared that he'd pass out. <laughs> So, as I'm looking at my notes, I'm realizing that this episode probably takes place on a weekend, um, because all of the kids are, like, doing stuff in the middle of the day. Um, but, uh, Emma and Kieran have a little scene together. Emma is, like, pissed off that Kieran went and snitched to the police again without talking to her. She's like, how do they know that, like, these emails were sent from my laptop, blah, blah, blah. And Kieran is like, well, it's for your own good. Like, I'd rather you be mad at me and alive than dead. And Emma feels really betrayed by this and uh, doesn't, maybe doesn't want to share her secrets with Kieran anymore. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. I, they, I don't know why I wrote male wife moment next to that conversation. 
and I don't know why. Did, did Kieran do anything particularly male wifey, or was this a Noah reference? I don't know. I think it's probably because he's like, like saying that it's for her own good. Oh, yeah. no, it was a Noah. I see, never mind, I see a very sloppy arrow pointing down. My apologies. <laughs> I, I feel like they put a lot of work into these two episodes into trying to make us like Kieran. They did a bad job. Yeah. Yeah. I think I like him less. Yeah. Honestly, I would rather him, like, in a field with a gun was more likable somehow. <laughs> they, like, remembered while they were writing this episode, they were like, oh, fuck, we forgot to give Kieran any character development this season. <laughs> yeah. Kieran is so just there this season. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, so... Him and Emma are, are having, like, weird tension. Um, Brooke shows up to the cafe after Noah leaves, and she's looking for Emma, um, but she finds Audrey, and she's like, well, Audrey, you're a little bit fucked up. Maybe you'll understand the problem I'm having. <laughs> so good. Which, yeah, it's, like, barely a paraphrase of what she says. And, um... She explains the kind of, like, dilemma that she has going on, which is that she left uh, Mr. Branson handcuffed to the bed in the motel, and she's like, I kind of feel like I shouldn't have left him there, and maybe we should do something about it. And Audrey's like, yeah, we probably should, um, and agrees to go to the motel with Brooke. And we then get a scene of uh, Sheriff Acosta and the cops at the farmhouse and they find a singular picture of emma as a baby um on the floor of the farmhouse uh and acosta calls someone who i think we later find out is maggie um or they they kind of imply that it's maggie and is like hey we have a bigger problem now don't they have a whole scene where he and the other cop are like why didn't she tell us like I, I know we can't have this conversation every time, but you know the fuck why. Because every other time yeah. they've brought you any scrap of evidence, you've been like, oh, you crazy kids. <laughs> have you ever considered going back to the psych ward? Yeah, yeah there is like an exchange where where one of the cops is like, why didn't she tell us about this place? And the cops is like, I think she was just scared. <laughs> it's like, yeah, she was. <laughs> and her own mom was like... He, there were all these photos here and now there's not crazy like not actually crazy but like wild yeah well the sheriff was literally complaining yesterday that we make too many complaints so i feel like we can't let a let a room full of crazy pictures that you might have hallucinated uh we can't add that to the pile yeah it's i do not like acosta <laughs> Emma finally shows up at the cafe. Uh, she talks to Eli, who is like, hey, are you, like, pissed off or whatever? Because she's, like, she, like, storms in all grumpy. Um, and she's like, yeah, like, I, I'm, I'm mad at Kieran because he talked to the cops about, like, stuff that maybe I didn't want him to talk about. Um, and Eli kind of tries to go to bat for Kieran a little bit and is like, well, you know, like he had a tough childhood and like he blames himself for his mom and his stepdad dying because like 
he had a really bad argument with his stepdad right before they got into the car accident that killed them. Um, and like he's overprotective because he cares about you and like he doesn't want to lose you. Um, which is not the first time that Kieran has gotten character development through just another character telling Emma about him, and it won't be the last. Yeah. Awesome. Is is it later that he talks about um yeah no it's later never mind. Yeah, I mean he he Kieran himself talks more about his uh his parents dying later. Um Zoe and Noah go to the lake. They they have their little date. Uh they also have a a chat in the car where Zoe mentions that she was actually not around when all of the Piper stuff happened. Um she's like, "Yeah, I used your podcast to like catch up on all of it." Um, and she lies to Noah and says that she was at, like, the SpaceX internship that he talked about in season one, <laughs> which I did not expect to become relevant again. Welcome I, to round and... two of Musk talk. Yeah. I... And Noah's like, well, you, you can't have been there because that, like, it, it's in June and not October. And Zoe initially is like, well, I don't want to talk about where I really was because, like, it's not a it's not a fun story or whatever. And then she almost immediately does talk about it and come clean to Noah, and she tells him basically she sort of had this almost like nervous breakdown where she realized that like the only thing in her life was school, and she like didn't really have any friends. And she stopped going to school for a month and uh, got therapy. So good for her. Oh, I thought it was implied that she had uh, tried to commit suicide. She was like, I made a stupid mistake and my mom took me out of school and put me in therapy for a full month. Yeah. Yeah, they they do sort of imply that. I I wonder if it's also a misdirect though because she admits to it so quickly yeah like it feels like i don't want to be like i don't believe this girl but i don't know maybe she's covering maybe the stupid thing she did was like maybe she was also piper's accomplice i don't know (laughs) (laughs) Mm. i genuinely don't remember i my guess is that maybe she was in rehab because they kind Mm. of make a big to do in the in the next episode about her having like alcohol on her that's another good that's another good option. I guess they already kind of did that with Brooke's mom though, so I don't know. Yeah, but teen rehab is different. Sexier? That's true. Unsexier? Depends. Also, the Elon Musk thing. I know <laughs> yeah. I know you talked about it. But every time it gets brought up, I like Noah a little bit. I was like I was really growing on Noah. But he just like it, it's like he's hurtling off a cliff. <laughs> But also, every time it's brought up, I'm like, oh yeah, of course you would like Elon Musk. Of course. Yeah. It's so funny that of all the things to bring back up, it was this. But it's also funny how the continuity works of, like, if Zoe was taken out of school and, like, in therapy and not looking at stuff, she wouldn't have seen the local news article Noah's mom put in the paper of Noah making the shortlist for the internship. Oh my god, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe she did, and that was what made her think of it, cause, and, but, like, she forgot, and now it's, like, in her subconscious. Maybe. So it maybe be impressive. Like, maybe she, like, pulled it from the podcast. Like, he mentioned it while in, on the morgue, and because she's such a she's such a big fan, she picked out that detail to, like, inject into the conversation. 
She's such a morgue head that she just knows. <laughs> Mor- um, <laughs> morgue sweep 2022. <laughs> Morgan time. God. Zoe also is like, hey, by the way, this was a trick. We're on a date. <laughs> And um, they they have some some fun japes about that. Uh, but she brought swimsuits, and they're gonna go swimming at the lake. Um, and Noah also is like throughout the scene is like getting phone calls from Audrey, which he is ignoring. Who do we think out of the two of them? I feel like it's got to be Zoe or Audrey who uh, not Audrey Zoe or Noah who dies next because they keep do trying to do sex on each other, and that is a a surefire way to get killed in these things. They're also really cute together. Yeah. Which means the show yeah. will want to separate them. Because uh, they're really cute together. I actually was going to say that my least favorite uh, B-plot in these episodes is um, Noah and Zoe keep trying to have sex and getting interrupted. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I also am like, like, just bone already. <laughs> I like them when they're on dates. Just bone already. Don't make that part part of the plot by like the fourth time it happened i was like all right i get it i don't need to like see this gag anymore <laughs> like please and um yeah so they uh they are gonna go swimming at the lake audrey is calling noah and he's ignoring his phone i did like that they kind of <laughs> they kind of smash cut from uh noah like putting his phone away and being like oh it's nothing to audrey <laughs> Leaving him a message that's like, hey, just so you know, if I die, it was Mr. Branson. <laughs> Very smart. Very smart. Yeah. Um, Because Audrey and Brooke are now at the motel, but uh, Mr. Branson, we find out, is not. They open the door to the motel room and they find that it's empty uh, with, like, the blindfold and the handcuffs like laying on the bed and Brooke is like freaking out she is worried that Branson has like gone to tell the cops about what she did um and Audrey is like okay yeah like he escaped this is really bad um and Brooke gets a text from Branson telling her that he wants to meet at the school so that she can quote unquote apologize to him uh, for what she did or else he is going to tell everybody. Um, Audrey is pissed off rightfully um, that Branson quote unquote is doing this. We, I, I guess this could technically be Branson, but the last time we saw him, it was with the killer. So we know that it's probably the killer. Um, and, um, Brooke is like, no, like, I gotta go or he's gonna tell everyone. And so her and Audrey leave. And we also find out that there is a camera in this room that has been recording them the whole time. The world's most obvious camera. Yeah. (laughs) It's, yeah, it's like not even hidden. It's just like sitting on the dresser. (laughs) And it's the size of like, like an old timey, like recording, like hand recorder. Like it's huge. Yeah, it's it's a regular sized camera. <laughs> um and we cut back to Noah and Zoe. They're at the lake. Zoe is like taking cute selfies on Noah's phone for him to find later, I guess. And Audrey is calling him again and 
Zoe hits ignore this time um, and like goes back over to Noah and is like, hey, like, sorry, it took so long, blah, blah, blah. Um, and they they flirt and they make out on the beach of the lake. Scariest part of this episode is that first five seconds of the scene where Noah is just like sitting shirtless, like on like in the sand yes. in broad daylight. And I'm like, oh, God, someone's going to die right now. Yeah, I was I, just as nervous as Noah was in this moment. <laughs> I literally genuinely could not remember what happened during that scene, and I was so fucking tense during it, because I was like, if something bad like if something bad happens to Noah or Zoe right now, I'm gonna freak out. <laughs> Cause I because I have no memory of this part of the episode. <laughs> I actually wasn't nervous at all. I was like, it's broad daylight. This show's never subverted tropes before. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Not like it's the whole thing of the show. I was like, the rules say it has to happen at night. It's broad daylight. <laughs> yeah. Hope you two brought condoms. Oh, God. Oh, no, we're gonna have to talk. We've already about... seen a broad daylight murder, though. Wills. Oh, that's true. Oh, true. That was like a trap, though. I don't know if that counts. Mm. Like, fair. It, it was set up. It double subverted. It was during the day, and it was a saw trap. Mm. Um... Miss Lang comes to the cafe and like corners Emma about avoiding her um and is just like acting like a real weirdo and Emma's like yeah like I'm not interested in talking to you and I need you to give me my space and she continues to not give Emma her space um and is like oh I just like feel so bad about locking you in that room like I thought that I was just like doing what was best for your PTSD, and I'm so sorry, blah blah blah. Um, and Emma's like, I need you to leave me alone, or I'm gonna freak out on you. Um, <laughs> and she is just being like so pushy and awful. I don't know that that yeah. scene like made my skin crawl. It's so uncomfortable, like especially when you add the teacher-student dynamic on top of it. I'm like, leave her alone! It is yeah. outside of school hours, and she's saying to leave her alone. Yeah. yeah, I oh oh, I just had a revelation because I'm constantly every time Miss Lang is on screen, I'm like, why does she talk like such a freak? Like, why why does she like <laughs> speak like this? And I just realized that it is she's constantly talking like she's like she's being recorded. Oh yeah! Like she's constantly like going over details again, like almost like in a like in case you missed it type of way, and like like very like explicitly saying things in a way that is like, oh yeah, your PTSD and your anxiety attack that you were having in a way that is like, oh, this is for your recording. I understand. Like it, it's so she's so fucked up. That makes so much <gasps> sense. Now I'm not wearing a wire, but if I was, <laughs> I have. I have cocaine that I would like to exchange with you for money. And then that would be a transaction of goods and services. Do you agree? I need, you've shook your head. I need verbal confirmation from you that you would like to exchange money for cocaine. So yeah, we find out two scenes after this that yeah, she has been like taping every single interaction that she's had with, uh, with Emma and with some other people we find out uh which is is fucked up and terrible we also get a very quick scene of Emma and Eli being kind of flirty 
and then Kieran walks in yeah. and sees it, and then he walks out. Yeah, Eli, like, offers to take Emma to dinner, because he's like, hey, like, you've had, like, a terrible week, like, you deserve to, like, take your mind off of it for a while, um, and Emma kind of, like, tentatively agrees, and Kieran, like, walks through the cafe specifically to make an angry face at yeah. them and leaves. Get that paycheck. <laughs> this whole scene is really interesting with the Emma and Eli dynamic because, like, going back to, like, Eli being like, this is why Kieran cares about you so much in such a weird way. Like, since when has Eli been supportive of Kieran? Yeah, why it is, is weird. Why we, is we, Eli being pro-Kieran in this moment? We kind of get, like, a like one quarter of an explanation of that in one of the later scenes, but, like, it's not satisfying and it still doesn't make sense. No. The, the you know, it, I, this is my opinion on it. The clear, like, Emma-Eli thing we have going on right now makes zero sense but somehow it makes more sense than emma and kieran yes in a way yeah it's way more compelling in a fucked up way it is because they want they want kieran to be like he's like the dangerous boy but eli is like actually the dangerous boy he breaks into people's houses yeah. And they just have so much more chemistry on screen and the characters actually act like teenagers interacting when they interact. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, Eli stole that car. Do you remember in that one scene where he's like oh. or not steals, borrows. Where he's got the really fancy Oh my car. god. Yeah. Cause we see him this is spoilers for later on, but we see him like when he's breaking into that fancy house and making himself breakfast and leaving shoes on the table. And, you know, wearing the aviators and then he puts everything back and leaves um, and eating toast while watching two people sleeping, which was real serial killer shit. Um, like genuinely, every serial killer podcast is like, so when he was a child, he would constantly peep on people and no one thought that was weird. Um, so he does all that. And then later he describes it. He's like, I don't, you know, break and enter. I like to call it Goldilocksing, where I break into someone's house and pretend that their nice life is my life. And then I leave. He, he, he bar, he Goldilocks that car. My God. You might be right. Also, I do oh. have all of um, Mrs. Branson's uh, tapes written down. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. So after, after Kieran walks through the cafe specifically to make an angry face <laughs> at Eli and Emma, um, we see Miss Lang, like, reviewing her Emma tapes in her office. Um, and she has, like, all of these, like, case files and, like, photos out on her desk. And it's very weird. I genuinely don't remember what's up with her. My guess is she's, like, trying to write a book about Emma and going about it in the least ethical way possible. Yeah. Yeah. And also, who gives a shit? Print is dead, Miss Lang. <laughs> But she has chapter one through six already recorded, which, like, that's very far into the book, considering um, she has prelim sessions one through seven. I don't know what that means, if that's, like, with, like, who, I, like, who, I don't know. Uh, and then she has one for Noah, one for Kieran, one for Brooke, one for Audrey, one for Stavo. And then, I can't remember if it was three, I have it three written down, but I think it was four for Emma, but... Somewhere between three and four for Emma. Interesting. Um, and yeah, we, we find out that she's like been recording Emma without her consent, like basically this whole yeah. time. Which I think there was like a hint of in like episode two or something, but it hasn't really been brought up since then, I don't think. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they foreshadow it a little bit with her being, like, so pushy about, like, Emma, like, you need to talk to me or at least talk to someone. Like, I don't have, ugh. I don't, I definitely didn't have a recorder in my bag when we went to go get coffee at your, the yeah. you know, dad's place. Oh, God, yeah. Um, And then Noah asks Zoe to come over to his house later because he specifically is like, my parents are out of town. I'm like, Noah, we've never seen your parents. <laughs> I don't believe this young man has parents. <laughs> like, it's so funny that, like, now is when they think to have him make, like, an excuse of, like, my parents are out of town. Like, yeah, you've never showed him his parents. You've never showed us his parents. Just, like, don't draw attention to it and you're fine. Plot twist. <laughs> Noah, we never see Noah's parents because one of them is Brandon James. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> New theory just dropped. I, I don't know how you would have written it without being, like, weird, but I feel like it should have been like, yeah, my parents would definitely let us bone because they are very hands-off, but they're actually out of town, so we don't have to feel weird about it. Yeah, I, I think that would have been fine. <laughs> yeah. That feels or like an like, awkward Noah thing to say. Yeah, or just be like, Oh yeah, like my parents both work really late hours, so I'm alone in the house a lot. <laughs> um. Anyway, Noah goes to buy condoms. I. Very <laughs> important and necessary scene, but also the worst scene in the show. So. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I wrote. I wrote. I hate it here in my notes. I literally fast forwarded through this scene the second time I watched these episodes because I couldn't do it. It's a lot. I um. I brought this up with Alyssa when we watched the episodes together, but I am so convinced that like MTV had some kind of like sponsorship deal or something that like specifically mandated that like whenever the teens have like sex on screen they have to like mention having protection i feel like that's like something like a deal they worked out with the government or something yeah because it comes up like a weird amount of times in the show yeah mostly with noah yeah well he's the he's the only one who's well i was about to say brooke tries to fuck a lot but noah's the only one successfully almost getting game in this town I can't remember if Jake mentions it when they're in the pool. Um, no, but I guess it's implied know. that they can't. Uh, no one's ever had sex in a pool. <laughs> well, because they do explicitly say later on in the show that Brooke and Jake went there to have sex. Yeah. I always thought the implication was they kind of got, they didn't like, they were getting started and then they Jake said something stupid and then they stopped. Right. right. Fair. Yeah. Because they have a fight and like Brooke. I don't know, it's just, it's it's so, like, it stands out so much to me that, like, every time the, that, like, the teens are about to have, like, full-on sex, they, they, like, have to stop and, like, look directly into the camera and be like, but first, let me go to the store and buy a condom on screen. Yeah. The- From Beatrice. Who is this woman? I, the- it just goes ribbed or smooth. Can I just so, so how big how big's that dick, son? <laughs> the exact yeah. line that this employee, I think, hopefully, um, I think it's just a lady. Okay. She has no, she th- has I, a name I, tag. That's why I know her name is okay. 
that's why I know her name for a fact. Because I was like, okay, Beatrice, because it's written so big on your sweater, and I have to be looking at things because I can't experience this interaction. Yeah, the the exact <laughs> line that she says because Noah Noah gets all embarrassed and stuff. Um, and she says, "Well, let's at least let's at least narrow down the size." Now, are you a big boy? <laughs> Hard cut afterwards. God. God. I, I, I just want one other person to be like, have you talked to the sex positive grandma that works at the, at the drugstore? She can answer any question, but oh my God, does she make it embarrassing? <laughs> the, the secondhand embarrassment in this scene is so real. Speaking of which, you can get everything at the drugstore. Do you know CVS sells butt plugs now? Really? Yes. Yes. I did, actually, because I was at CVS, like, last week. Yeah, my CVS has them, like, right by the <laughs> the pads. <sighs> I hope that they're making money off of them. <laughs> Me too. I hope people are- uh, After we're done with- Do we have more Beatrice talk? <laughs> No. no. <laughs> I would like to stop thinking about that scene. <laughs> okay, we cut to Audrey and Brooke having one of our rare Audrey-Brooke combos, which I think is very fun. It's so good. Yeah. It's such a good dynamic. Yeah, they're in, um, are they in Brooke's room or Audrey's room? I think, I think in... Audrey's room. Yeah, I think, I, I think they're in Audrey's room. I, I can't tell some of the bedrooms apart. <laughs> um... But uh, yeah, they're they're talking about like uh, Brooke's meeting with Mr. Branson, and no, they have to be in Brooks because Brooke is putting on lipstick. Mm-hmm. Um, unless she brought it with her, which is completely a possibility. Also a Brooke move. <laughs> yeah, also a Brooke move. Um, and Brooke is like really nervous about like meeting with him, and like she thinks basically that like Branson is gonna like extort her into having sex to like protect her secret and so she's kind of like going in with that mindset in her brain and Audrey is like well you can just like lie like if he tries to tell the cop that you like tortured him just be like no I didn't do that and like who is gonna believe him over you um and Brooke basically is like, no, like, I don't want to, like, my dad lies all the time. And, like, I, I don't see anything good coming of it. And um, Audrey kind of takes a lesson from this and texts Emma and is like, I have to talk to you about something with the implication that maybe she is finally going to come clean to Emma about uh, bringing Piper to Lakewood. And then Audrey gets a text from the killer saying uh hey come into the school alone or i'm gonna text the gif of you and jake's body to brooke yeah and uh and then we go back to miss lang she is making tapes about her unethical study of emma and is like i like i messed up and i have to get close to emma again blah blah blah. um and she hears like banging in the hallway because she's in her office at school um, and she gets a call from the killer, and the killer is like, "Hey, like your boyfriend, Mister Branson, is waiting in the hall for you." Um, and she runs outside. She finds like the pig toy that lured Jake into the bear trap once upon a time. Oh, um, oh my God, I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, and as she's like going, like looking at this pig toy, we see like the killer darting into her office. Um, and when she goes back into her office, she finds that like all of her shit has been rifled through. 
So, like, obviously the killer has, like, either looked at all of her research or, like, stolen something. Um, and we don't really get a payoff on that yet. Um, and then Miss Lang comes back out. Yes. You are not making it clear that in the time that Miss Lang walks into the hallway, picks up a pig toy, we see the the killer move behind her, and then she turns around and walks back. The office is destroyed. Like, Things are toppled. Like, everything. In a matter of, like, 30 seconds, they have ruined this office. Yeah, it is, like, a weirdly short amount of time for them to turn over her office that thoroughly. Yeah. They do They do play with a lot of fun angles in this scene, though, too. They're having a lot of fun with the camera work this season. Yeah. And so, like, she, she goes back into her office. She finds it, like, destroyed. Um, she comes back outside and she finds the killer waiting for her in, like, the Brandon James mask, but also with Mr. Branson's severed hand. <laughs> and then as she's, like, running away from the killer, she finds Branson, like, on the floor, just, just there, <laughs> there in the hallway. <laughs> Um, and the killer is still chasing her, and she, like, is, she's, like, kneeling over top of Mr. Branson and, like, dodge rolls away so that the killer stabs Mr. Branson instead of Pretty her. Pretty cool move, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I, which, <laughs> I love how much we I get to watching... see done to Mr. Branson this yeah. episode. Yeah, when I, when I was watching this episode with Alyssa, she laughed out loud at Mr. Branson getting <laughs> stabbed. <laughs> I went, woo! Yeah. I, I think I went, like, finally you're doing something good with your life. Because <laughs> it's, like, very clearly not what the killer intended to happen. <laughs> and, you just, and Mr. Bridges just goes, like, ugh, as he's stabbed. Um, and so Miss Lang is, is, like, running away from the killer. She, like, gets most of the way up the stairs in the school um and then the killer comes after her and like tosses her over the railing onto the ground um so she is very injured but she's still alive um and the killer doesn't actually get to finish her off because the school janitor is there and um miss lang is discovered by the janitor who like comes over and is like oh no like you're really hurt i'm going to call like the paramedics um and so the killer just like runs away. Um, my question is, what? How did they get Mister Branson out? <laughs> I was also thinking that because, like, I guess you can. It's a school. If if it's like a circle, you can kind of like wrap around and be like, nobody see what I'm doing to this ex teacher at the school. But they would have had to clean up the blood too. Yeah, because yeah, the the next scene is like Brooke and Audrey pull up at the school and Audrey's like, okay, like let me go in first and like scope it out and like see what the situation is. Um, and like, I'll tell you if it's okay to come in or if like Branson is doing some fucked up shit. Cause like the killer obviously told her to come in alone. Um, and Brooke's like, okay, yeah, whatever. And Audrey goes in and she finds the janitor like waiting on the paramedics and then like Brooke kind of runs in after her and they both find Miss Lang like on the floor. Um and Mr. Branson is is nowhere to be seen. Yeah. Oh, oh like a weird amount is going wrong for the killer in a way that like so far the season it usually doesn't. Yeah. Piper would would never screw up like this. Piper would kill the janitor like two days before. Yeah. <laughs> 
very true. Also, like, what's the what's the plan here? Frame Audrey? They they speculate about that later. They're like, I guess they wanted Audrey and unless there's somebody who's like blackmailing Brooke and texting or who's texting Brooke and blackmailing Audrey at the same time. Because like, why is the killer like come alone? And is also pretending to be Mr. Branson and being like, come to the school. So I think it was probably like they changed their plans when they saw on the video footage that Audrey was with Brooke. Okay. And not just Brooke alone. That makes sense, actually. It's it's messy, messy. Yeah. Yeah. The change in the game plan means they made mistakes. Yeah. And they assumedly maybe don't have an accomplice this time. So it's just all one guy doing their best. <laughs> But yeah, it is it is a little bit a little bit sloppy. <laughs> um Zoe and Noah go to Noah's house. Uh Noah shows off his podcast equipment in a way that I'm sure he thinks is very sexy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he like has Zoe record like five seconds of audio and is like, yep, that's how it's done. <laughs> how a real podcaster does it. Mm-hmm. And um, and then Zoe kind of like is like, "Hey, do you have any adult beverages?" And Noah's like, "Sure, let me like go downstairs." Um, and while he's like downstairs, she finds the recording uh from last week's episode of Audrey confessing to bringing Piper to Lakewood um on his computer. It's just like an MP3 that's marked Audrey um and she without knowing what it is opens it up um I my read on it was that she still has her like weird jealousy of Audrey going on and is like oh I want to know what like Noah recorded with Audrey um and and didn't necessarily know that it was a confession but she does hear the confession um and then she emails it to herself which is fucked up zoe what happened to episode one of zoe where she's like i don't want to be involved in all this murder shit like she should just be like okay good it's not a sex thing with audrey putting that away yeah good to know i almost tried to it's also not a murder thing (laughs) i almost tried it as like um like is like I, I guess I, what you said makes a lot of sense about, like, why did this happen exactly? The jealousy thing, which, I mean, the jealousy doesn't make a lot of sense to me, actually. But uh, just, like, that idea being what the writing is of it. But uh, when I first saw it, I assumed it was, like, oh, is Zoe, like, getting close to Noah to try and get this information? Like, is there something deeper here with, like, her, like, not liking Audrey? And Ooh, see, I, yeah. I feel like that's the other read on it, yeah. But also... <laughs> The real she does Sorry. she does flip the script pretty quickly on going from hey that was weird let's not talk about it goodbye to I am asking you on a date yeah but oh what if the killer's texting Zoe oh no and is like which also did no one edit that recording down because the the several times we've heard it in these two episodes whenever somebody listens to it it gets cut off right after like I brought Piper to Lakewood. And not the, like, the rest of it, which is like, and here's my very reasonable, rational reason why I brought Piper to Lakewood. Because I, I wanted to do a documentary. people just aren't listening past that point. <laughs> I think people hear that and just hit pause. But this is what I was going to say. The fact that Noah saved this, that's, a, that's like a, that, why do you save it? Come on, Noah. What, what the fuck, Noah? 
Yeah, it is it is kind of fucked up that he was like, uh-oh, my microphone accidentally caught, caught this, like, sensitive confession on tape. Guess I better save that to my desktop. <laughs> yeah, put, put it in a folder labeled, uh, I, I don't know, college applications. Put it in your, like, the, the one mysteriously titled, like, XXX or whatever. Nobody, nobody will look there. Yeah. Put it in a folder on your desktop labeled Nina. <laughs> <laughs> God, all all these teens are really saving shit to their desktops. <laughs> oh, also, I, I can't blame them. I have a lot of weird shit on my desktop. Mood. I missed pointing this out earlier because Cheese Boy was doing crimes that I had to mute my microphone for. Oh, no. But we've got two more on the quotes list for these pair of episodes. One of them was the adult beverages, which you pointed out, and the other one is. When Audrey runs into the school, she just goes, Are you here, you dick? <laughs> yeah! And I love yeah, that Audrey. <laughs> Audrey is, like, so ready to fight when she goes into the school. <laughs> it's great. Um, and Eli and Emma go to this, like, abandoned lot for their date. Um, which is, in fact, the same place where Jake got caught in a bear trap um because they go through the hole that he made in the fence with his uh his bolt cutters um which oh no wait i forgot it's an abandoned housing complex yeah because i was like i was like how the hell did jake get caught in a bear trap and like nobody in any of those houses heard him yeah it's they they established later that it's like a it's like a complex that was being built and then it uh it stopped being built some reason very arrested um, development of them yeah um but i i thought that was like a fun bit of continuity where they have eli being like oh look it's like a it's an illegal entrance blah blah, blah and it's it's the way that jake got in um well i'm also it is implied that the mayor was the one in charge of this housing development so obviously yes. he had to pause construction because all of his money was tied up in paying off children true <laughs> Zoe and Noah start uh, doing it in Noah's room. Noah's got such noodle arms when Zoe takes off his shirt. Yeah. He really looks like an inflatable tube man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they get interrupted by Audrey, who just like bursts into <laughs> Noah's room. <laughs> it's genuinely very yeah. funny. Yeah, that one was a good one. Yeah, and like, <laughs> and Noah is like pissed off and is like, no, like, Audrey, you need to leave. Like, I'm kind of in the middle of something right now. And Audrey just like refuses to leave. And like, the face Audrey is making the whole time, it, it has like, there's some sort of specific image that it reminds me of, but I can't think of it. It has like Muppet energy almost. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because Zoe is like, all right, like, I, I I, see what's going on. Like, I'm going to leave. And I was like, no, 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 you don't leave in this situation. Audrey leaves, right, Audrey? And Audrey just, like, doesn't say anything. Yep. <laughs> She's no, got, like, one she... hand leaning on the desk, one hand on her hip, lips pursed in a Muppet-esque face with eyes wide, <laughs> not making eye contact. <laughs> People are dying constantly, Noah. Like, I, I'm not just barging in here for shits and giggles. Something has happened. Yeah, um, and even though, like, Noah is pissed and trying to make her leave, 
Audrey doesn't leave, so Zoe has to leave. Um, and then Noah is like, well, somebody better be dead, Audrey. And she just, like, looks at him. And he's like, uh-oh. I forgot that I lived in a slasher movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you have a true crime podcast about your friends getting murdered. I don't think you can make that joke. <laughs> and you, for a fact, know that shit's afoot. Remember last season where people had to, like, physically restrain you from digging your nose and shit. Like, one girl is interested and all of a sudden Noah's hunt for the truth is just gone flat cold. It's because you last time... Because the last time he went to follow the hunt for the truth and answered the call... Wait, no, it was Riley who answered the call and then died. Yeah. 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 So, Audrey fills Noah in on that whole situation. Eli and Emma go to an abandoned model house, um, and that's when they, they kind of talk about, like, oh yeah, like, construction stopped on this lot, like, whenever. Um, they eat dinner together in the model house. Uh, that's when Eli tells Emma that he, like, makes up other lives for himself and, like, does home invasion on people <laughs> to, like, pretend that he lives in their houses and Emma's like, wow, that's not weird at all. I feel super normal about this. <laughs> like, she genuinely doesn't think that it's very weird. <laughs> She's more caught up in the fact that he calls it Goldilocksing. Yeah. Like, I guess this is a relatively, not harmless, but like, it's not the worst thing she could find out one of her friends is doing. Okay, that's True. fair. <laughs> Okay. You know what? You got us there, Jacqueline. That's pretty low bar though. Once more, I've 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 won Dead Teen House Party with my logic and facts. <laughs> I yeah, I mean I guess as opposed to like running an elaborate blackmail operation <laughs> that spans the entire town, it is pretty normal. <laughs> as compared to blackmailing the mayor. Yeah. Eli didn't ask Emma out on a date as a dare, so... Yeah, I was about Uh, to say. He also... And then then keep that relationship going for three years and never, like, bring up on the fourth date. Like, you won't believe how we started dating. God. (laughs) He also apparently bought her, like, the best cashew chicken in town. How does he know where where to get that? Has he been, like, going from place to place trying the cashew chicken? Maybe he just got really lucky on the first go. (laughs) Well, he broke into someone else's house and he found a note that said the best cashew chicken in town on a plate of takeout and was like, oh, makes sense. To me. You know what? They're right. While Eli and Emma are talking, we like pan up through the house to find that there are corpses in the bathtub of this model house. Oh, yeah, this part rocks. <laughs> corpses yeah. of who, Marn? Who could it be? Who do we know who are corpses? Specifically uh, corpses well- in a bathtub. <laughs> Specifically corpses in a bathtub. Yes, it is in fact Eddie and Mr. Branson. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is where I have in my notes, I know we're supposed to be all like, Whoa, what if Eli's the killer? But I don't I still just don't see it. Yeah. I uh 
I thought this was another kind of fun misdirect like they did with the farmhouse where they've been showing us like the corpse in the bathtub the whole time and of course we've been assuming that it's at the motel and then they were like just kidding it's actually this other bathtub that you've never seen before. Yeah I liked that and like yeah they want you to think it's Eli but Eli's so scared about getting caught breaking and entering Uh Uh that he could I don't believe that he's done murder. He's not scared no. in the same way it would be if he had done murder. Yeah. <laughs> it is very much, my mom's gonna kill me kind of yeah. vibes. My mom's gonna kill um, me and also I hate cops. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Correct response. Audrey and Noah talk about uh, what happened to Miss Lang and like Audrey being lured to the school and Audrey says that she thinks that the killer wanted her in the school to like frame her for what happened to Miss Lang but the janitor interrupted the killer and so the killer didn't actually get to finish Miss Lang off and like it it, it threw a whole wrench in their plan and we find out that Sheriff Acosta has called Maggie to the farmhouse um, and shows her the like picture of Emma that he found, which is a picture of Emma and Brandon James, supposedly. But like Brandon James has his face like carved out of the photo. Um, and Acosta says a bunch of like really ominous stuff. They have like a very ominous conversation that really just kind of tells you nothing. It's Um, supposed to be Brandon James. I thought it was Brandon James's brother or something. Yeah. I think they imply that it's Brandon James at some point. They imply that it's related to Brandon James. Yeah. But we know that that's the brother's farmhouse. Yeah. We don't know who it is. Because Maggie's like, well... Like, that's a problem that we put a stop to already. And Acosta's like, no, like, this could be all our fault. Like... And I'm not telling the mayor, because, like, I I think that, like, we have to handle it, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, like, alluding to, like, stuff that happened in the past, but not actually telling what happened in the past. Maggie and Acosta are on their own show right now. Yeah, yeah again. <laughs> also, very quick question. Was he just waiting at that farmhouse all day, or did they, like, set a meeting point later? Because when he's talking to that other cop, it's daytime, and when he and Maggie are there, it's, like, dusk. I think he brought Maggie back separately. It is kind of weird, though, that he didn't just, like, ask her to come to his office, and, like, he made her drive all the way out to the farmhouse. He was probably worried about people overhearing. He's taken Maggie off the case. She's not supposed to be hearing any of this. Ah, that is true. And also, this is, like, something that's his fault. Who knows who could be listening? Gus, Gustavo could be in the corner, (laughs) hiding as a plant. Marn, get to my favorite part of this episode, which is the okay, the okay, Eli okay. and um, I was about to say Maggie. Sorry, <laughs> Eli and Emma convo. Yes, <laughs> uh, Eli and Emma talk, and Eli is like, "Yeah, like Kieran is really different in Liquid. Like he just like actually different. Like I didn't recognize him, and I think it's because like he." got to start over here from like all of the bad stuff that's happened to him and like he has like you and you're a perfect girlfriend and Emma's like oh I'm not a perfect girlfriend and then they almost kiss and Emma's like no like I can't I still love Kieran and I want to figure it out with him um and as they're (laughs) and once again Eli goes but do you want to and Emma says I'm with Kieran which doesn't answer the question (laughs) 
yeah and like as they're having this like charged moment uh the smoke alarm goes off because the house is on fire welcome to another round of jesus christ the fire code (laughs) to be fair it's a model house that didn't get built is it a model fire? Like either either they should smell smoke or something. Why the hell did the fire alarm? They they open the door to the kitchen and the kitchen is like fully on fire. Like you can't get through there. Like like movie level on fire. Uh and like honestly, the room probably should have been filling with smoke sooner than that that entire thing being on fire. And then they turn to run out, and somehow the front door also catches fire. Like this entire house is made out of gasoline. <laughs> To yeah, be fair, I mean, it, it definitely is arson happening. There definitely yeah. is a lot of gasoline involved. But it like, my, it, like gets through to the curtains like boom immediately. My thing about this is that um there's no electricity in the house, but someone still thought to put batteries in the smoke detector. That is I will give them back that one point for being up to code, because clearly the fire inspector has been by and was like, you're gonna need to put batteries in there. Um, and also the this like CGI for the fire is so bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's very bad. It looks like they just like copy pasted a gif of like flames all over the screen. Marn, can we enter a Nessa theory corner? Yes. Okay. So, Jake was here the night he was kidnapped, and we know uh-huh. he was supposed to pay Mr. Branson to leave town, right? But th- I think that's not all that Brooke's dad wanted from him, because Brooke's dad owns this place. I feel like he wanted Jake to pay Mr. Branson to leave town and also burn down one of his own buildings for some kind of, like, insurance situation, you know what I mean? <gasps> oh, yeah, there's Wait, I think definitely right, insurance yeah. fraud happening here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're I think you're so right cuz Jake has like a can of gasoline when he's breaking into the Exactly. Like, yep. And thing. whoever did this wasn't actually trying to kill Emma and Eli. The killer no, it's Eli's o- mom. It's that's right, it's Eli's mom because that's the whole thing that he was talking with her about cuz he was like I need you to do something for me. Burn down this house. And the killer somehow found out about the that the house is going to be burned down and stashed the bodies there. Because this killer is a dumbass and thought that the fire would just take care of the bodies. Or at least that put suspicion yeah. on whoever burns down the house. Oh yeah, or it, or they defined it and then it's totally the mayor's fucking fault. Yep. <laughs> the mayor hated that hotel manager so much. <laughs> <laughs> no, that all makes like perfect sense to me. If that's not what happened, I swear to Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I think either you've cracked it or... We're better at writing than the writers are. <laughs> yeah, if that's if that's what it is, I'm gonna do an entire podcast, and that's gonna be the plot of like a tabletop role playing game podcast. <laughs> and I'll be like, this is this is my version of what should have happened in Scream season two. God. Um. So yeah. So uh, Emma and Eli escape this uh this burning house. They have a fight outside the house because Eli doesn't want to call nine one one. Um. And tell them that there is a house on fire, um, because he's like, no, like I have a bad history with cops, like we can't tell anybody anything. And Emma's like, I really don't like feel good walking away from this. Like I, I think we should tell somebody. Um, and that doesn't actually get resolved until the next episode. They they just sort of run away and leave it be for the time being. And um, uh, we 
get one last shot of Mr. Branson alive in the bathtub as the house is burning down. It's, it's pretty satisfying. Yep, it really is. I'm not mad about it's it. pretty good. We get to see him die so many times this episode. I will say, I do think that's the worst way you could possibly oh, definitely. go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just love how much the new showrunners hate Mr. Branson. Yep. It's so good. They were like, fuck this guy for real. <laughs> we're gonna show him dying like three times in one episode. <laughs> the only way it would be better if he if he was if the, he had just been in an unrelated saw trap the entire season and they just kept cutting to him being tortured. <laughs> Wait a second. And then at the end of the season they were like, Whatever happened to Mr. Branson? <laughs> When did when did the first season of Riverdale come out? Was this did this coincide? Um, I maybe Hold I on. don't think so. This feels very like 2015. Yeah, no, Riverdale started 2017, okay. and I'm telling you, this show walked so Riverdale could fly. It's so true. I know, I know what you're getting at, though, which is that Riverdale kind of does the same thing, where, like, in the first season, like Archie has a relationship with his teacher. And then in the second season, she gets killed by a serial killer. Yeah, I was gonna, like, propose, like, oh, what if they saw the reception to how, like, the first season stuff with that, and we're like, okay, we have to make sure that this is not, that people don't think we think this is okay. Uh, but no, this is not the case. Yeah, I felt like it was mostly, like, the new showrunners saw that whole plot line for the first season and were like, well, this is gross and we don't want anything to do with it so we're gonna make it clear how gross it is good i did <laughs> yeah good good so uh episode eight starts with a noah monologue Classic. about uh it's lakewood's 100th birthday and it's time for a carnival and audrey wakes up and finds that someone has written in blood on her ceiling audrey is the heaviest sleeper <laughs> I yeah. How many times has this killer blo- broken into Audrey's room and they, done something? They would have had to have brought a ladder or like stood on a swivel chair painting a goddamn twelve like dead on, on her the ceiling bed. in red paint or and or blood. Unclear. Blood. In blood. I think it's blood. Uh, blood. Blood dries brown though, so that that it does imply that they were just like there moments before. Like I mean, ooh. it is well, still it's... dripping onto Audrey's yeah. face. Ah, true. I would love the- Yeah, she wakes up because it's dripping on her, which is gross. <sighs> we don't have sponsors for this show, and I do think that this this uh, podcast favorite is kind of a scam, but this would be a great time if we could cut away to a Simply Safe ad. <laughs> <laughs> Simply Safe, don't let this happen to you the same way it happened to Audrey. God. So. So yeah, so she finds uh, 12 dead painted in blood on her ceiling, and uh, on her mirror in blood it says, No one will ever forgive you. So that's a fun time for Audrey. Which is also already not true, because Noah's forgiven her. It's true. Yeah. Would would the killer be able to do this to any of you? Because sometimes I I feel like the killer would be irritated with me, because sometimes I'm like, you know what, maybe actually I won't sleep tonight. I would wake up. Yeah. <laughs> I would wake up. I, I would just simply wake I'm up. I'm a relatively heavy sleeper, so maybe, but I also, like, my, my, my girlfriend probably isn't as heavy a sleeper, so maybe it'd be like, I wouldn't wake, wake up, but they would. I don't know. Ah, good enough. The killer would have to get past Cheese Boy. That's, 
pretty yeah <laughs> all right sorry i interrupted yeah, let's cut back to the zoe stavo noe noah audrey weirdo crew with audrey in her- oh we're not we're not even there yet because audrey so audrey tells noah about the blood and they're like trying to work out the math for how you get 12 victims oh right um because they they don't know that mr branson right, is dead okay. yet and so they're they're like doing like napkin math in Noah's car trying to figure out who the 12 victims are which is very funny um and Noah once again is like I think that like you have to come clean to Emma and like tell her the truth about uh like that you brought Piper to Lakewood and Audrey again is like no like I can't I can't I can't like she's not like she's gonna be so mad at me um and and she won't trust me again um and then Emma and Kieran are at school and they like go somewhere to talk in private which we like don't get a payoff for I don't think until like way later I don't know Emma just like sees Kieran and is like, hey, can we like go talk somewhere private? Um and then it immediately cuts to a different scene of of the weirdo crew in their like physics class. Um and Zoe and Stavo are like speculating about what happened to Miss Lang and like if it was the killer and Stavo's like, no, like this is a this is like a totally different MO. Like it doesn't fit. There was no like staging of the body or anything. Um and then calls Audrey out for being there, uh, and when uh, Miss Lang was found. Yeah. Also, Audrey is in her Arpats Batman era right now. <laughs> yeah. Hoodie up. Yeah, she's wearing her hood up inside school. And get big, trouble big for that eyeliner. School. It's it's a pretty good look. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, oh, it's it's hot. How many murders can you witness before a teacher will stop telling you you have to put your hood down? God, so true. true. Apparently, twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and the mayor, like, comes on the school announcements and makes a speech and is like, hey, like, the carnival is still on, like, just because we've had tragedy in this town doesn't mean we have to stop the carnival. Um, and of course Noah thinks that this is a bad idea and is like, wow, this is a terrible idea. And Stav was like, it sure is, Noah. Um, and Brooke is like, well, I need everybody to, like, be cool and like come and support me because my dad is like super depressed about this arson that happened and like I'm trying my best to to kind of like go along with what he wants from me. And Sheriff Acosta is going through Miss Lang's stuff. Uh we find out that like all of the the stuff from her office has been taken by the cops as evidence because her whole office was ransacked. Um, and he finds the tape with Stavo's name on it and he hides it in his desk as he, like, gets the call to, like, go out and, and join the arson squad on their, like, house investigation. This town. Why do you have out an entire arson squad and one, one body person? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and we see him at the house, uh, and the arson squad is like, yeah, like, we found accelerants in the house, which is, like, how it went up so quickly. Um. And we also found two bodies in the bathtub. Um, and we get to see Mr. Branson's crispy body. Yep. 
I am also still not over, like, the sheriff's double standard with how he straight up takes Stavo's tape out of Miss Lang's tape box before heading yep. to check out the arson. Yep. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Also, what the hell, Miss Lang? Stavo does- literally doesn't have anything to do with this. She just, like, thought that he seemed like a freak, so she <laughs> wanted to investigate him. Miss Lang voice need me She's a freak like, like oh, that. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, she was like, oh yeah, this kid is probably good material for my book. She was like, he's new, he'll be a good control. And then she recorded that one session where she was like, okay, so he's a dirty little freak, so no more. <laughs> um, And then like one of the cops like calls Acosta and is like, hey, like there's somebody here who wants to speak with you. And we find out that it's Emma and Eli. Um, because Emma has decided that they need to come clean about being at the house when it was set on fire. Um, and Eli does not want to be there. Once again, um, never talk to cops. There was a guy on TikTok today who got stopped by cops and they were like, hey, you look kind of like a guy who robbed a check cashing place the other day. And he was like, wow, that's crazy. I do kind of look like that guy. Anyway, here's irrefutable evidence that I was not there. I was at an audition all day. Here's every single person who saw me there and a video recording of me being at the audition. And the cop was like, ah, oh, that's crazy. Anyway, do you want to come down to the station tomorrow and just answer a few questions? And then he spent the next 30 days in county jail. Good lord. Bring a lawyer and don't talk to cops. Yeah. Yeah, Eli, Eli has the right idea. Yeah. Um, but they go and they talk to the sheriff anyway. Um, and Emma goes in and is like, yeah, like I was with Eli the whole time. Like we, I, he never left. We didn't have anything to do with the arson. Um, but the sheriff very obviously suspects Eli, um, and tells Emma that Eli has a restraining order against him, uh, from sneaking into a girl's bedroom, which I don't know if he's allowed to tell Emma that. I guess if you, I guess you can just do whatever you want. As a cop, <laughs> sure. Acosta doesn't um, play by your rules. He wears jeans to the murder. <laughs> and he tells you yeah. classified information, and he's like, "Well, I think that like you should like just watch out about like who you spend time with, and like you should know." That Kieran just came to me because he was trying to protect you. Oh my god, he's such a hypocrite, I just realized. (laughs) Sorry, Emma, what was that about Kieran? Also, like, since when does Acosta like Kieran? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 But he's such a a hypocrite because his whole thing with Maggie was like, you're too close to this because you told a girl that her boyfriend's probably been dead for two to three days. Uh... You know, and I'm just, like, telling Emma random shit and also hiding evidence that could implicate my son. Yeah, yeah. he also, like, is trying to convince Emma to get back with Kieran <laughs> for, like, reasons that are unclear to me. It's I think he's just kind of like, if you're, if you're gonna fuck somebody in this family, maybe not Eli. Ever consider that? God. <laughs> and, um, so Emma... Emma leaves with Maggie, who is there to pick her up, um, and Acosta is like, hey, Maggie, like, can I talk to you? Um, and he assigns a one of the other cops to, like, keep, like, to look after Emma, basically, and, like, keep an eye on her. Um, and he asks Maggie, I wrote it down here, it, it, it happens a couple scenes from now, but it, it's basically a continuation of the scene. 
Um, he basically like calls Maggie to his office and is like, hey, I need you back as the medical examiner on this case because this town only has one medical examiner and I just realized that. <laughs> and also, we, Maggie's we just at her job. <laughs> Which also, to be fair, if she'd been working this whole time, she would have just been like, I don't know, handling people found dead in their homes of natural causes. Yeah. Yeah. We just found two fire bodies. Yeah, and so he, he like brings Maggie back onto the case to identify these these two uh two crispy guys. Um and as like Emma is walking out of the station, Eli is like trying to talk to her and he like, Hey, like, how did it go? Like, what did they ask you? Like, oh maybe we can go get lunch after this and she's like completely cold shouldering him because she now knows that he has like maybe done some dubious things and Eli doesn't know that she knows this so he is very confused and then we get a scene with Brooke and Zoe at their like pageant speech class um where they're like being told what's expected of them and Zoe is like in despair because she hates the dress that she got and Brooke has decided that like it is now her mission to help Zoe win the pageant (laughs) Because otherwise she's, like, not having fun. (laughs) And Acosta, once he's alone in his office, listens to the Stavo tape uh, that Miss Slang had. And it's it's just, like, Stavo arguing that serial killers are basically artists. Good one, Stavo. Like, it's nothing even... It's nothing even that incriminating, but Acosta's like... Well, the first thing it says is, so why did you keep the bodies? It's the first line on the tape. Which is, like, weird, but I feel like there's gonna be an explanation for it that makes sense. Yeah. Why'd you keep that chipmunk body? And he was like, I was trying to learn how to draw a chipmunk. They move real fast. (laughs) Um, and, and so Acosta, like immediately goes to Stavo's room like in their house and like tears it apart looking for his like drawings and the Brandon James mask um and Stavo comes and confronts him and they have this like heated conversation we find out that something happened in Phoenix um before they moved like there was some kind of gun accident that killed one of Stavo's friends and Stavo made disturbing art about it while he was like trying to process what happened. Um, and so Acosta is like concerned and like suspicious of Stavo because of that incident. Oh, um, he did art. I based off the conversation, I had assumed that he had accidentally shot his friend and then later shot himself because he was like, "I need to remember what it felt like." I I guess I. But you're probably right about art. <laughs> Yeah, there's something going on. My interpretation was that he meant, like, the feeling of, like, I guess, being there and, like, that trauma. Like, he wants to, like, put himself through the trauma yeah. over and over again. Yeah, he's he's doing art therapy to himself. Good for him. Um, And, and, and Stavo, so Acosta, like, never finds the Brandon James mask because Stavo has, like, hidden it somewhere or gotten rid of it. We don't know. Um, And Stavo's like, you can't prove that I killed anybody. So, like, good luck. <laughs> Martin, he says something along the lines of like, if you to like to his dad, he's like, if you think I'm the murderer, then prove it. Yeah, which is like pretty dope. I feel like Stavo should hate cops more. 
That's the Stockholm Syndrome action. God. No. No. Do have we do we know um do we know where Stavo's mom is? Is she dead? We have no idea. Interesting. Turns out the friend he shot was his mom. His mom's his best friend. Oh, oh god. I wonder if she ever no, made I'm him a Dracula cape. No. I'm but. kidding, I don't know. Maybe she also has cancer. And is in, in oh Boston. God, for the treatment. same treatment facility as Audrey's mom. <laughs> yes. God. That's where Noah's parents are. <laughs> That's why they're so close. <laughs> they sent all the parents of this show to a farm upstate. <laughs> And and so Karen and Emma have this like heart to heart at Emma's house. Um Emma says that Kieran was right about like talking to the cops and that she like knows that he wants her to be safe and that they like have to stop lying to each other. Um and she's like, Yeah, like Eli told me all about your stepdad and like what uh what happened with them and Kieran like suddenly freaks out and is like what did Eli tell you like I and and just like gets really angry and he tells Emma that she can't hang out with Eli anymore and he and he's like Eli's not right like I don't want you to hang out with him and Emma's like okay like whoa like I just want things between us to get back to normal so I'm fine with that because also she just found out that like there's maybe some unsavory stuff about Eli. Do you think Scream got MTV Scream got in trouble with corporate about how much anti-cop vibes there is <laughs> so in these episodes they had to be like no the cops are right it's good to tell the maybe. cops but it just make it just makes Karen seem like such a I, I don't God, I don't know. Well, because Emma doing it too and going, no, you were right. We should yeah. tell the cops. And then telling them about like the fire and telling them about the farm. I feel like they yeah, got in trouble. It's, it's weird. Yeah. It's it's very weird that they have Emma like backpedaling this hard and being like, no, Kieran, like, you're right. The cops are good, actually. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, they, they sort of make up and... <sighs> Audrey gets a text of the killer watching uh watching Emma sleep with like a knife and the killer calls and tells Audrey that like and is like you can't confess to Emma or tell the cops because they won't believe you and also if you tell the cops like I'll start killing people um <sighs> this killer and <laughs> yeah this backfires because Audrey's like, fuck you. <laughs> like, like, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna spend my whole day with Emma now because you told me not to. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Kill another motel guy I don't give a shit about? <laughs> yeah. It just like backfires in the funniest fucking way. Um, and so she calls Emma and is like, hey, Emma, l- like, let's go to the carnival together. And they do. <laughs> they go on a nice little carnival date. And uh, it's 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 established that they usually go to the carnival every year. And they have been since they were kids, which is very cute. Yeah. Um, and the whole time, like, in this establishing scene, Audrey's like, 
you know, I'm really glad that we're past all of the weirdness last year. Like, I really value you as a friend. And Emma immediately is like, hey, what's up with you? Like, is everything good? It's interesting what they're trying to establish here, too, because I I thought that she and Audrey had had, like, a friend breakup for a long time, like, since she was dating Will, basically. Mm -hmm. And yeah. in this scene, they make it seem like there was, like, one incident in the last year that really caused the friend yeah. breakup, so they didn't go to the carnival last year. What about that, like, what about that, like, weird, like, purgatory where you're not best friends anymore, but you still go do, like, one big thing together? You know what I mean? Right. Just out of, for, like, old yeah. time's sake. Yeah. Like, they could have been, like, really distant for, like, freshman and sophomore year, but they were like, but we're still gonna do the carnival together, right? Even though we just, like, don't have anything to talk about. Yeah, and then the last year is the first year they didn't, maybe. I wonder if we're gonna learn more about that. I wonder if they're gonna dive into more of the pre-show what went on with Emma and Audrey. I also wonder that. I, I, I really like that moment in there where Emma very genuinely is like, hey, what's up with you? Like, are you good? Like, it feels very, like, a genuine friend moment of, like, noticing that your friend is, like, acting a little bit off and, like, stopping to be like, hey, dude, like, what's up? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. It just felt very, like, genuine Same. to me. I liked it. <laughs> and, of course, Audrey is like, no, I'm I'm fine. Like, nothing's wrong. Why would anything be wrong? <laughs> and... Then we cut to Brooke and Zoe backstage. Uh, Brooke has hooked Zoe up with a new dress, um, and they're they're like chatting about getting ready for the pageant. Zoe is worried about doing her speech. She has brought a flask full of adult beverage to ease her nerves, and uh, her and Brooke do a shot together. And Brooke takes the flask, and Brooke is like, "Oh man, like I hate." that we have to, like, act normal about everything, even while, like, insane things are happening in town. And then Noah shows up with flowers and a matching bow tie to Zoe's dress, which Brooke has cleverly orchestrated. The flowers Aww. also has cotton candy in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cute. It's very cute. And then they just leave Brooke by herself. And Brooke continues to drink and says, yet another one of the quotes I've written down from these two episodes. Mm. Didn't have any din-din. <laughs> <laughs> and then keeps drinking. Yeah, and, and, and as she's drinking, Savo comes back to see her and is like, hey, let's just leave. Like, you don't want to be here. And, like, fuck your dad. And, like, obviously is a little bit projecting his current daddy issues For onto sure. Brooke a little bit. And Brooke is like, a little bit drunk at this point and is like, no, I want to do this. Like, you don't understand my reasons for doing this. And Stavo's like, yeah, you're right, I don't. This is like, crazy. Why are you doing this? And Brooke is like, well, if you're gonna judge me, you can just leave. And then he does. I don't know what he must have done in this scene to make me write this, but I do have Stavo, you little freak, written down. <laughs> I don't know why. He's definitely a little freak. Like, correct. Yeah. But what prompted this? <laughs> Just his vibes. It reminded so, yeah. me, I no longer feel bad about feeling good about seeing him get, him get his shit rocked. Still feel a little bad about it, but yeah. Yeah. Um, Eli, like, comes up to Emma at the carnival and is like, hey, like, I, like, we need to talk. Like, I need to talk to you. 
Um, and Emma's like, no, I don't want to talk to you. Acosta told me about the restraining order. And Eli's like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, I want, like, I can explain that. And before he can explain, Kieran gets involved and gets in between Eli and Emma and beats Eli to a pulp. Yep. Yeah. Very realistic be- beating. Like, he turns away and yeah. he's like, his, like, teeth are all, like, it's not from being punched in the mouth. It's from that, like, nose punch that gets blood in your mouth and then your yeah. teeth are all covered. I was like, this is extremely realistic. Yeah, Kieran, like, gets in between the two of them and then Emma's, like, uncomfortable and is like, hey, like, let's just go. And then Eli, like, kind of goads Kieran into punching him. And it's like, oh, ho, ho, I didn't even tell Emma the worst part about your stepdad. And Kieran just, like, beats him to the ground. And uh, Eli is like, hey, like, Emma, like, you, I'm not the one that you should be afraid of. Because you're just punch, punch my face in. <laughs> Some valid points were made. Perhaps. Uh, Kieran was justified in at least stepping in since he did see Eli like full force grab Emma's mm-hmm, arm when sure. Emma was trying yes. to walk away. Yeah, I I feel that Audrey could have handled it though. That's so true. He had to resolve his angry face from last episode somehow. <laughs> true. He's yeah. You also like see him making angry face at them from across the carnival. <laughs> it's just too. such a funny. Fu- I cannot express enough how funny it is, his face he really is. Just- it's just like i just i'm not feeling kieran oh he sucks (laughs) like yeah his angry face looks like in over the garden wall when they're up and like meeting everyone in the clouds and they go is there anybody else and it cuts to the frowning dog for three (laughs) seconds and goes well anyways (laughs) that's the face kieran is making yeah, it's it's very weird. I have to wonder what direction they gave the actor there. <laughs> like, and he looks like Squid. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll post a picture of it on the Twitter once this episode is out, please. This um, this episode, no context, but rather than four, it's just one of Kieran being like, <laughs> <laughs> it's four different angles of it. God, you probably could find four different angles of it i'm sure <laughs> oh, uh, oh two angles for the coffee shop and two angles for the fair mm-hmm. <laughs> so noah and zoe almost fuck in a photo booth <laughs> yeah, they sure did. <laughs> and then they're continuing like... the trend of them almost having sex and not doing it and they're both like yeah we probably shouldn't have sex in this photo booth because it's a photo booth and a thin curtain separates us from Children and the rest of the town. Yep. Um, and then uh, it, it, it kind of cuts to Emma and Audrey are in the like crowd at the carnival. Um, Kieran isn't answering his phone because Emma's trying to call him. Uh, Emma tells Audrey about the, the stuff with Eli and the restraining order. And Audrey makes the connection in her mind and is like, oh, like the killer has been doing home invasions maybe that is a connection to eli that like i didn't know before and she she kind of like drags emma aside and is like hey like i woke up this morning and there were all of these like weird messages in my room and maybe it's eli who like came into my room to do that and came into your room to like use your laptop to send those emails um and emma is like shocked by this revelation obviously then we get to the speeches. 
for the pageant. The scene rules. The scene rules. Oh, also, we forgot to mention Brooke is dressed like a like a goth sparkly Barbie. Yeah. Like yes. yes. All black, all rhinestones, like not halter, like a sleeveless top, and then into pants, like kind of like flare leg pants. Yeah, it's jumpsuit, a strapless obviously. top into like sparkly jumpsuit pants. It's just, mwah. yeah, it's really good. Um, Brooke goes out on stage drunk and just like fucking lays into everyone in town for like throwing a carnival while people are dying and like murders are happening. Um, she cries on stage. She talks about Jake and Jake dying, and she is like. This is all a big joke, and Lakewood is cursed, and we live in hell. <laughs> yeah, it's a. If you watch only one scene from this show, listeners, yeah, this is the. I I genuinely I started crying. Like it's a really good monologue, and the actress playing yeah. Brooke is giving her all into this. Yeah, this scene fucking rules. Brooke, um, I had I had trouble with it. It's too it's too raw and beautiful. They like try to take her off stage at one point and she just does not let them. Yeah. And it's not the, played like, for like fighting, it's not played for laughs. She literally just like shrugs the teacher off and keeps going. Yeah, the like pageant coordinator like comes and like tries to walk her off the stage and she just like doesn't go. Um and it's it occasionally like cuts back to uh like Noah and Emma and Audrey in the crowd being like, uh oh, like this isn't great for Brooke. Um It also cuts to Brooke's dad throughout it. Yes. Yeah. Um yeah, because her original speech she wrote with her dad and it was supposed to make him look really good for the mayoral election, and obviously she did not give that speech. Mm-hmm. Um Brooke needs to see a therapist. Please, oh God, yeah. God. She's just, like, not self-destructing, but she is blowing up. Yeah. Yeah, and she, like, from the stuff that she says in the speech, she is, like, so obviously super traumatized from almost dying in the freezer and also from Jake's body dropping on top of mm-hmm. her. Like, I, I really appreciate man. that it's so, like, I don't know, that it has effects on her, that she is, like, that she is so traumatized i guess it's the best part is when she's like oh sorry it's the the fact that it's well done and she the show's showing people being traumatized in different ways she's not traumatized in the same way that emma is exactly my favorite part is yeah the part where she's like uh she's describing what death felt like she's like when you die there's nothing yeah she's she like talks about how she like got stabbed over halloween and she's like yeah i almost died and it was just like a void like i didn't feel anything or like see anything and that's where jake is right now and it sucks but yeah i um i really i really like that they they in this season they kind of dig into like all of the survivors of the first season are traumatized in very different ways and they they very much go out of their way to show that like Noah has his murder board and is like trying to make it into a puzzle and like Emma went to like inpatient and Audrey is just like really angry about things and Brooke is like self-destructing it's it's really good I think Emma especially I feel like is also trying to like just pretend it didn't happen because that's what the yes. whole thing is like. I just want it to be normal. I just want to go back to normal. I just want to pretend last year didn't happen. 
And Brooke is the opposite. Yeah. Brooke is, we cannot go back to normal or else shit will get worse. Otherwise someone will fall and carry me. Yeah. From the ceiling. Uh, we get we get a little scene here kind of in the middle of things with uh, Maggie and Acosta where Maggie uh, establishes that one of the bodies has been identified as Mr. Branson, uh, but he is missing a hand. Um, and then Acosta goes through like the, the art that he stole from Stavo's room, and we find out that Stavo has drawn a picture of Mr. Branson in handcuffs. Which, again, red herring, because we know that so- Stavo knows what Brooke did. Yeah. Yes. Because you told him. Yep. <laughs> um, and then Brooke and the gang are kind of like in the backstage area of the pageant. Uh, Aubrey, Audrey and Noah are impressed that she read everyone the riot act basically they're like oh yeah good for you brooke like that was like so brave and whatever um brooke like so they they ask brooke where she got the alcohol and she like covers for zoe because zoe tries to be like oh yeah like this is my fault like we did a shot together um and brooke is like no 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 like i got super drunk on my own like that wasn't that had nothing to do with zoe um and then her dad, the mayor, comes to take her home and is actually, like, genuinely pretty sympathetic towards her, which I thought was nice. Yeah. yeah. He was a good dad. He was just like, oh, baby, let's, let's get out of here. Yeah. Going through a rough time. Yeah. And, uh, and Emma gets a text from Kieran saying, hey, I, like, we need to talk. Let's meet by the Ferris wheel. And then she leaves without telling anyone. Yeah, she just goes. Also, I think my biggest disappointment for this episode is I genuinely thought they were going to have Audrey do the I brought Piper here reveal to Emma at the top of the Ferris wheel. And I'm really upset that they They, they, didn't. I'm really mad. They should have. They really should have because the top of the Ferris wheel is so romantic. And uh, honestly, the whole like, oh, I can't tell Emma, especially not Emma. It's it's like it's it's a gay people. It's it's a gay people happening. I'm like, they even, like, when you first enter the carnival, they do, like, this loving shot of the Ferris wheel. And I'm like, it's coming. And then it never does. I think Audrey or Emma refers to it as a, specifically as a date at least once. This is the only show where I'm just, I said this before, I'm going to say it again. This is the only show where I'm just like, you should all just be in one big polyamorous, like, fuck circle. (laughs) It really should. The polycule of these murder survivors would be so powerful it's what true murder survivor fivers murder it's, survivors band kids same thing it's it's what jake would have wanted god. oh god i just realized aside from kieran and eli who well, i guess gustavo but like a lot of the boys kind of seem tangential so it kind of thinks like noah would kind of be the main dude in this he really would huh he has that energy though god <laughs> No, what is that um like make up a guy tweet that's like guy who's part of a polycule but he's just happy to be there. <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah, Emma leaves without telling anyone, which is crazy to me because like this is the same fairground where you just got chased by the killer like yep. yesterday. Um, and of course she gets to the Ferris wheel. Kieran is not there. She gets a call from the killer on Kieran's phone, who's like, ho ho, Kieran really means a lot to you, Emma, doesn't he? 
and then sends her a text of like Kieran bound and gagged inside the funhouse. Here we go so again. Of course, yes, of course. Here we go again. Emma goes into the funhouse looking for Kieran. Um, the the cop who Acosta like assigned to look after her obviously goes in after her um and gets killed by Ghostface. Oh, he does. Uh, I put ki- well, I put killed question mark because I I watched with subtitles on and when Emma finds him afterwards, it it says that he's groaning. Well, also he just okay. got pushed through a mirror. Like I could see yeah. if, if they like did like a shot of like the the glass shards got him just just there. I would be like, "Okay, yeah. Like yeah, he got maybe him, he's but he's just incapacitated." Yeah. Yeah. So he, yeah, he gets incapacitated, whatever, by Ghostface or by the killer. I wrote Ghostface <laughs> in my notes a couple times, which is what's screwing me up. Um, yeah, he he gets like pushed through a mirror in like the Hall of Mirrors, which Emma then goes through and she finds this cop and takes his gun. Um, and she sees like the killer watching her through one of the mirrors and tries to shoot them. Um, but it, it, it just goes through the mirror, obviously. Uh, the killer runs out of the fun house and is immediately surrounded by the cops. Emma runs out with the gun. There's a whole standoff. Um, and eventually we find out as the cops like take control of the situation that the killer quote-unquote in the funhouse was Kieran with uh who was like gagged under the mask with a knife taped I to his hand. I love this reveal. Yeah. I it's could, so good. You can like feel it coming because first of all you're like Emma why are you running into this situation like this is exactly what happened to get your boyfriend killed last yeah. time and they make sure that like like as soon as the glass gets shot they make sure that you start hearing the muffled under mm-hmm. duct tape responses. I, I was that the only one who was, I was like confused. I was like, Karen, if you're bound and gagged over there and you're creepily following Emma around this whole place, so I think I think the real killer was in there, like, I, oh. and and is the one that pushed the cop, but the one that Emma was following was Karen. Okay, that was how I read right. it. At least mm-hmm. <laughs> he. Did- and, like, there's all the funhouse mirrors, True. too. So he's just trying to get out of there, probably. Oh, that's clever, actually. The funhouse mirrors and the fact that there are, like, probably two of them running around. That's interesting. I, God, I, like, he did a few creepy maneuvers. Like, even, like, I- even if you are tied up in a costume, you probably shouldn't do. Like, I, I guess I can, I, 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 like, I can let slide a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's just, but yeah, like, I, I, they really wanted her to kill her boyfriend again. <laughs> Yeah. They really did. They even made sure she had a gun. Yeah. That was um they were really banking on on someone with a gun following her though. Huh? Yeah. And it would have been like it would have been a lot considering Kieran is the person who taught her how to use a gun yeah. and she knows how to use specifically a police issue gun because mm-hmm. of Kieran. Yeah. Also, I I know the cop was supposed to be following her, but I had assumed after Audrey got that text message of the video of Emma going into the funhouse that Emma, that Audrey had like tipped off the cops somehow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Audrey, like we see um, kind of in the middle of this that like Audrey gets, is like looking for Emma in the crowd and like gets a text of like a video um, of Emma going into the funhouse and is like, fuck and like goes to the fun house to like try and find her this this i we have to go back to our five killer theory because like jesus christ <laughs> this person is busy yeah yeah like we know that that they're at least on site because 
they somehow kidnapped Kieran and like were sending those text messages. And recording Emma going into yeah. the funhouse. Yeah, unless that was another like webcam situation where they just like slapped oh, it on sure. a tree or something. True. <laughs> well, then they need to go to coding school or something because like, holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. Uh, Emma and Kieran kind of like debrief afterwards, like the paramedics are there. Um, Kieran is like, well, the killer lost today because you didn't kill me, even though I thought that I was going to die. Huge W. Um, huge W for Kieran. Um, huge he, L for the killer. He then like tells Emma his, his sad <coughs> backstory. He's like, yeah, I was in the car when my parents died and like, I was arguing with my stepdad in the car and I distracted him. And that's why my my stepdad and my mom got into uh, the car accident. And he's like, you can't trust Eli. He he tries to take good things away from me all the time. And you're a good thing in my life, <sighs> Emma. This is like a sad backstory and all, but <sighs> it just like completely confirms what Eli says. That, that Kieran is like trying to make her... In- like into his perfect girlfriend yeah, yeah. absolutely when he says you're the best thing in my life you always will be i'm like king you're in high school yeah yeah you own property <laughs> well he may be in high school but he's yeah. also 30 years old. <laughs> which really makes him beating Fair. on this like 12 year old look pretty bad <laughs> yeah um audrey and noah also debrief uh audrey tells Noah about uh the killer texting her the video of Emma and they're like oh like he was doing that to make me feel responsible for whatever was going to happen to Emma and they kind of talk about that and Audrey's like all right I have to tell Emma that I was the one who brought Piper to Lakewood because I can't do what the killer wants and like I can't have all of this responsibility on me forever and like allow myself to be blackmailed so she goes off to do that Noah goes and congratulates Zoe who he found out has won the pageant and they go to Noah's to do sex for the fourth time in two episodes and for the fourth time they get interrupted because Audrey tries to call Noah um this is later in the evening now. Uh, Audrey is like on her way to Emma's to like tell Emma the truth. Uh, calls Noah to like let him know that she's gonna do it, and he doesn't pick up. But Zoe like freaks out because Audrey has been calling him like the whole like past three days and leaves. And is like, I just don't think it's a good time for us to lose our virginity to each other. Yeah, <laughs> which is like on one hand fair. But on the other hand, like, Noah's friends are dying. <laughs> the whole, like, Zoe and Audrey thing feels very forced. And, like, literally, like, two episodes so ago, Audrey was, they were kissing and, like, hell yeah. Yeah. And, like, especially with, like, what is about to happen in the final scene, like, it does not seem like a thing that Zoe would do. And yet we yeah. know that it is something that she is doing, which is intensely fucked up. Yeah. yeah. And unless her thing was like, I got kicked, I had to leave for a month because I had like, went psycho obsessed about a guy. And yeah, my parents were like, this is crazy. Like, that's the only reason is, it's like, I was obsessed with Josh from eighth period. Hmm. Yeah, it's 
it also just like reads as very odd. It's like she has listened to Noah's podcast. Like she knows this like deeply upsetting stuff happened to them and like is happening again. And yet she's like has a problem with Audrey calling Noah when like Audrey is walking into dangerous situations. Yeah. <laughs> to the point that she's send potentially sending stuff to Emma that is a big reveal for Audrey. Not because of like, oh, what if this or that or the other, but because she's like, this is because my boyfriend maybe has a crush on you, his best friend, and I think so. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, Zoe like freaks out and leaves and Noah is alone. Um, there is a scene in here of like Brooke is at her house in bed and Stavo comes in through the window. Um, and it's established that Brooke called him over. I like their dynamic. Same. Yeah, it's, it's very, yeah. I like he does get scene. into her bed with his shoes still on, though. <laughs> oh, God. If they take their shoes off, it implies they're gonna fuck. If they take yeah, their shoes off, like... they have to go pick on <laughs> <laughs> comes in through her window and is, like, standing there like a weirdo, and it's, like, very much framed, like, you think that it's, like, the killer who's, like, come to murder Brooke. Um, and then Brooke is like, oh, like, oh, good, you came. And it's established that she texted him or whatever. And he fully gets into her bed with his hoodie That's and his amazing. shoes still on. Like, who raised you? Oh, well, no. who raised him? Never mind. <laughs> the <laughs> thing is, in New Mexico, you have to keep your shoes on. Otherwise, the scorpions will get you. What? <laughs> but yeah, I, I like the scene. I like that Brooke uh, called him over just to uh, just to cuddle. I like that yeah. about them. <laughs> but he, like, went about it in the most, in, like, the creepiest way. Doesn't he always? True. Yeah. <laughs> I do, I do like that it's implied that, that Brooke, like, called him over and was like, I want you, like, I want to, I want you to sleep in my bed, blah, blah, blah. And he just, like, dropped everything and came and climbed through her window. <laughs> what is, what does he have going on? He's fighting with his dad. His dad stole all his art already, you know. Dad thinks he's a murderer. Time to run off in the middle of the night. True. And yeah, the last scene is uh, Audrey goes to confess to Emma, um, goes to Emma's house. But we find out that someone has already sent Emma the confession recording from Noah's computer. And she's listening to it as Audrey walks in the room. Yeah. Who do we think it is? I think it was Zoe. I think it was Zoe. Yeah. I feel like it could have been Zoe because we know that she now has the recording, but I think it could equally have been the killer broke into Noah's room and sent it. True. Because we know that the killer is doing breaking and entering. We also don't know who Zoe sent. We assume, I think I, I, I assume that she'd sent it to herself. But we don't know who I she too, sent it yeah. to, technically, I don't think. I thought we did. I thought we see her You're type probably in. exactly right. <laughs> but I... I think, I don't know if we see her type it in. But yeah, I, I assume she sent it to herself and then was going to, like, distribute it from there. Yeah. Dick move, Pretty Zoe. mean. Dick move. Yeah. It is It is pretty mean if it was Zoe. But I, I kind of feel like it might be a red herring. I genuinely don't remember. <laughs> if not... Also, if so, this killer... I am tired just thinking yeah. about this killer. Mm -hmm. yeah they have a lot on their plate right now um yeah what uh what do we think about these two episodes a lot happened in them a lot happened in them but they're really good episodes they're 
good. I I like the second one less. I don't. It it kind of just like yes got yeah. kind of gloopy for me with with a few standout moments like the speech and the the like the funhouse. Yeah, I I feel like less happened in that episode because I kind of wanted to build up to those two big moments. So it was kind of like another episode outside of those. Yeah. Um. I yeah. I don't remember a lot of what happens in the next couple episodes, so I'm I'm very excited to get into those. <laughs> do we want to do MVP LVP? Yeah, let's do it. All right. I have a controversial okay. take. Oh. Okay. Uh, my MVP for this week, I think, okay. is the killer. <laughs> okay. Controversial. Controversial. Because they're doing a lot. They clearly have a lot of machinations happening um they a lot of their plans i think are coming to fruition uh they and they kill mr branson see marn that's interesting because my lvp this week is the killer interesting because i think a lot of the plans that they start setting up in these episodes go awry they don't finish killing miss lang they they aren't the one that killed finishes off mr branson since we're pretty sure it was arson and oh my god you're right they don't get the funhouse kill emma doesn't shoot kieran they don't even kill the cop like what what if god forbid they didn't set that house on fire and if the killer just like knew about this and was like using it as hiding spot and then tonight wasn't the night they were gonna set that fire uh and like mr branson woke up and like drug like drug himself to safety like yeah Like, LVP this week is the killer for me. (laughs) I'm just proud of them for having a lot of projects. (laughs) That's true. I only have, like, one project, and it's not even murder. I think that it's nice. (laughs) You gotta hand it to him. (laughs) Hands them Mr. Branson's hand. (laughs) (laughs) You do, under this one specific circumstance, have to hand it to the killer. (laughs) I, I hope someone in this show reacts like that when they find out the killer did get Seth Branson, where they're like, hmm, pretty good. Okay, my MVP may be controversial, because I do still hate her, but we have to give her her roses. Um, Miss Lang. I know she was only technically saved by the janitor being there, but I think the initial first moves were the good, were, were good. Because we, we didn't even talk about the part where her first thing is to sh- shove one of those huge ass, like, rolling TVs into the killer. Yeah, she has a good kick, oh, yeah. too. <laughs> good kick, TV to the face, starts running, checks on Seth, even though that probably was the wrong move. Actually, I think it was the right move, because in these situations, if you keep running, you're just going to run straight into the killer. Stops to like be like, Seth, what the hell? What happened to your hand? Why are you lying bleeding in this hallway? What, what the hell? And then dodges out of the way and lets the killer accidentally stab Mr. Branson, and then keeps running. <laughs> He does catch up to her on the stairs, and that's where we really, she really does do an L. But, like, we were on track for her to live with or without that janitor for a hot second. And I respect her for that. She is the first person in this show to actually make the killer, like, eat yeah. shit, which I respect. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I was, I was talking to someone recently about how my biggest criticism of this show is that the killer doesn't eat shit as much as Ghostface yeah. does in the Scream movie. God, you're so right. I saw that compilation you retweeted. I was like, damn, Ghostface is, is funny because he can just kind of like punch him in the face. <laughs> he's yeah, just a he's guy. He's just like a guy. <laughs> he's literally just a guy. Just a fucked up guy. I think Piper should have yeah. fallen down the stairs more. <laughs> so true. 
Piper should have been chasing someone up the stairs and done that like all fours like crawl yes. that you do when you're trying to do speed <laughs> on stairs. All right, Emma, who's your MVP? And because you you said LVP, but who's your MVP? So I have two runners up for MVP, and then my actual MVP. My runners up are Mr. Branson for dying, <laughs> um, and most likely Eli's mom for killing Mr. Branson. Oh my god. Um. But my actual MVP, I think once again, I got to give it to Brooke because she's spiraling, but she's aware of it and she is asking her homies for help and she's just going for it too. Like she realizes she fucked up with the Branson situation and has to get out of it. And instead of trying to do it on her own, like she gets Audrey's help, lets Audrey help her. They team up, they do it. Um, And then like she knows exactly what she's doing going into the speech too. From, like, the second she sees that Zoe's dress is bad, you can see that Brooke has made this yeah. decision. Yeah. And she doesn't just ruin her own chances. She makes sure that Zoe gets to win. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And gets a nice day with Noah. Hell yeah. Jacqueline, what about you? MVP for me is pretty easy. It's gotta be Eli. Uh, he, he copes. We, he's he's healthy like he 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 gets through his problems with a with a healthy coping mechanism with the help the healthy coping mechanism of breaking an entry yeah. um and um he gained a lot of he gained a weird amount of boyfriend points uh toward emma this week also um and he knows the best cashew chicken place in town what else can you want uh lvp <laughs> Fair. LVP is gonna be. Oh, I think it might. It might be Kieran because he, he's his. He's losing so many boyfriend points. So many points in general. I don't like him. I don't like to see him anymore. I don't like the. <laughs> I yeah. pretend I do not. I don't see like the him. little flip his hair does. <laughs> yeah. Um. My my MVP I think is the janitor. <laughs> oh yeah. Fair. <laughs> For I think being the only one so far who has managed to stop a yeah. kill in progress. Just by being the janitor. Just by being there, yeah. See, Piper would girl boss her way through the situation, would like try to hit Miss Lang in a vital organ, and then just start chasing down the janitor. Wait, Martin, who's your LVP? Oh, I said my L. Oh, wait. Shit, I said <laughs> two MVPs. Um, oh, man. My LVP, I think, is. Ooh, I I feel like my MVP is Sheriff Acosta because he is now getting a lot of workable information, but he's not acting on it <laughs> in like any way that would make sense. Fair. Yeah. He's just like actively hiding evidence and like not listening to people or trying to piece together the whole story. Well, either it's my son. Or the brother of a guy who did some bullshit 35 years ago. On yeah. Only two possible suspects. My LVP was also going to be Kieran, but since Jacqueline did it, I'm going to toss it over to Noah. Because, like, maybe as an ace person, i just way too excited to fuck. Like, there's a killer afoot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Specifically targeting your best friend. And he doesn't- And your other best friend. <laughs> He even, like, acknowledged last season that if he has sex, he'll probably die. <laughs> is this how he copes with trauma? Exactly. Is it, like, a very strange form of suicidality? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Now that he's switched to podcasts, it's a different medium. The rules are different. 
Oh, you know what? He's like, I used to be a very big true crime podcast fan and I would always listen to them at night when I was walking alone because in my like fucked up little brain, I'd be like, no one can kill me right now because I'm listening to a podcast about murder that would be extremely off theme <laughs> or too on the nose because, you know, life is of a course. movie. God. Yeah, of course. Oh, man. Um, what are, what are the titles of next week's episodes? I'm, I'm curious. Oh, no. We haven't been, I, I realize we haven't been actually saying the episode titles on here. And that's, again, because, uh, season one, they're all just like really generic stuff, like exposed and betrayed. Um, and season two, they're all horror movie titles, but a lot of them have absolutely nothing to do with episode like the lockdown one is called yeah. dawn of the dead like, yeah well i feel like they, they tangentially find a way there yeah like it's oh the masses and also like oh they're all kind of in a like a bottle setting but and one episode is called happy birthday to me and all of it's just like i think it's just karen's birthday but like happy birthday to me is a fucking awesome yep. movie <laughs> everyone should check it out it's got some of the weirdest kills in the world Ooh, never seen it. I wish it had, they had nothing to do with anything, and they were just like, "This episode is called uh, Freddy Two: Return to New York." <laughs> well, the two the the Halloween special is called Halloween and Halloween. Oh my two, god, two parter. Oh no, my god. Um, our our episodes for next week are the orphanage and the vanishing. Interesting. Mm. I yeah, think if we don't lose somebody's parents in the orphanage. <laughs> oh, interesting. A lot of people think that uh, you find out that Eli is actually secretly Noah's brother in uh, Halloween one, but actually it is in Halloween two. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, until next time, don't get kidnapped at a carnival. Don't put off telling your best friend that you may have invited a murderer to town. Don't get kidnapped at a clown-specific funhouse. <laughs> don't be a cop who gains a weird amount of personality at the beginning of the season. another one of the episode quotes that I wrote down was the second the, the cop following Emma walks into Funhouse, he goes I hate clowns. <laughs> yeah! I, I wrote down in my notes, I was like this cop is gonna die. I don't think he's dead, but I was just like you can't be, be like the cop that wanders in and then be like, I hate clowns and then live. Yeah, yeah truly truly don't be a cop that hates clowns. <laughs> just don't be a, a clown. Don't be a cop. Don't be a cop. Don't be a cop. Don't be a cop.